It's time to dig in and discuss the questions on the minds of today's leaders. You are listening to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. This is where we get vulnerable, raw, and authentic about the stuff that really matters. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Reeson. Welcome to The Kathleen Reeson Show here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and today we're talking about 2022 goal setting. So we're heading right into the new year for those of us that celebrate Christmas, we just finished up the holidays, and now we're on to how do we create what we would consider a successful 2022. And so there was something that I just said there, and I want to make sure that you catch it. It's how do we create what we consider a successful 2022? So this piece, what I just said, what I said was what we consider. This is the one that I think tricks people up the most, because when we look at success, we tend to measure ourselves against someone else. So we say, this person has all of these goals for 2022. I should have all those goals for 2022. Or even worse, we're reflecting on 2021. And even though we created significant achievements for ourselves, we set ourselves to someone else's standard. And when we do that, we're setting ourselves up to fail. Comparison is the thief of joy. I'll repeat that. Comparison is a thief of joy. And what that means is that when we compare ourselves against someone else's game, we will always lose. The only game that we can win is our own, which means we set our own standards. We set our own bar. We determine what success looks like. And that's our metric. So if all you got from this show was what I've just shared with you in the last minute, then today is a success. So we get to set our own standards. We get to set our own metrics. And as we look at 2022, it's about what we want to create. Then that doesn't always have to be in the professional space. For me, I've spent way too long putting goals into my my new year about what I'm going to create professionally. And then I don't always put as much weight on the personal side. In reality, creating professional goals is way easier for me than it is personal goals. So think about that for you. If you think about your professional goals versus your personal goals, where do you put the most weight? Now, weight, of course, we're bringing up this topic too. Let's just lean into that. Most goals in the personal side have to do with some kind of health and weight goal. Now, we used to own gyms. And what I tell you is that actually what happens is that people think, oh, gyms are so crowded in January. But the reality is they're the busiest in March the busiest in March. And the reason for that is people set big goals in January. By January 19th, most people have flopped on their goals. They're done. And so by March, they realize they get to have support. So they come into the gym. So if we think about that, why is it that people flop on their goals? If I set a goal that I want to achieve, there's really no one else that's holding me accountable to that. It's my own goal. Why doesn't it happen? Why do we get in our own ways? Is it because we're setting goals that aren't achievable? Is it because we're not holding ourselves accountable or we're not asking other people to? Is it because we just don't really want to? Is it because there's too many things in our way? What is it that really stops us from achieving these goals? And I believe, I believe that the goals that we set, the reason that we don't reach them is because we're too wide in how we set them. We focus on a number of goals. When in reality, I believe that if we focus on a big goal and we break it down into small steps, then we can create success. So what we're talking about today is the one thing method. And this one thing method is something that I teach. It's something that I follow. It's something that my executives that I coach follow. When I speak 
when I facilitate, I teach this and I teach the importance of it. So what we're going to do today is I'm actually going to walk you through an exercise. Now, when I typically walk people through this exercise, I'm in a setting where we're either on Zoom or we're, so we're virtual or we're in person. So you can actually see this. So I'm going to walk you through this on through voice, which will be a really interesting method. And we'll see how it works. This is all practice. Okay. So how we'll walk through that method. But what I want you to see is why we actually do this to ourselves. Because once you see the process, once you understand why we create these multiple goals and why it doesn't work, that's when you can shift your behavior into the one thing method. So let's start here. Let's think about what actually happens in our minds. Now, I was just speaking with a group of turkey farmers. They were so fun. It was the Iowa Turkey Federation uh, just last week. And I went to the Iowa Turkey Federation. I, I showed up at this event and they, these, these farmers were so nice and kind. And I thought, what do I have to teach these guys and these ladies? And I, I, I knew what I got to share. I knew the message. I already planned it. I practiced it. But I really, I had this moment and people ask me all the time, Kathleen, do you ever, do you ever uh, get stage fright? I actually had somebody ask me right before I presented, do you, do you get scared before you go on stage? And for me, it's not about, I don't get scared anymore. I love to speak. That's my thing. Obviously I'm on the show. I'm sharing with you my voice, my message. So it doesn't bother me to be in front of an audience, but I often still have that tiny moment of imposter syndrome that comes up where I say, oh, these people, I look around and I think they've got it together. They have this figured out. What can I offer them? And so there's just this brief moment. And then I pause and I realize that for what it is so that I can move forward. Now, what I'm sharing with you is that even for me, I'm a paid professional speaker. I'm an executive coach. So I work with executives all the time, which is what's sitting right in front of me when I'm at this conference. I still have this brief moment when I walk into a room of these people seem like they have it together. And the reality is they do, but my expertise, they're not experts in my expertise. They're experts in their expertise. So what I want you to take from that is that really it's about knowing your value. For me, I know what my value is. And I have that moment. I know that that comes up for me. And because I'm aware of it, I can move through it. When we're not aware of it, and we have these feelings come up. We don't know why they're coming up. We get stuck. We get stuck. And so that's often what happens when we're making these these um, decisions, these, these, we have these challenges. And so when we're setting goals, we think about, oh, we couldn't do that. And we throw out the goal or we cushion a bunch of goals around it thinking, well, if I don't hit that one, at least I'll throw an easy one in there. So I'm going for this Iowa Turkey Federation. I walk into the room, I see these brilliant farmers, um, friends of the industry. And I have that brief moment of thinking, what can I offer them? And then I quickly get through that and I go up on stage. Now, in this case, their theme was Willy Wonka. Well, I, that's the best conference theme ever. I could do so many things with that. Well, I decided my goal was to inspire them. And so I showed up in a golden ticket costume. If you've seen Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you have no idea what I'm talking about. You get to go watch it. <laughs> but I showed up in a golden ticket costume. Now, I don't always present in costume, but I've had a few opportunities to do that. And it is really fun because it's totally off guard. People are not thinking about costumes. They're thinking a speaker's going to come up. They're going to look just like me. And that's it. So when I show up in a costume, it really changes their attitude. I've had people say to me, but Kathleen, do people take you seriously if you show up in costume? And the reality is my credibility is not deemed on what I wear. If I show up in shorts, that would be the same thing. People might say, that's not professional. So we have an idea of what professionalism means. 
but your idea of professionalism and my idea of professionalism may not even be the same thing. Probably not, which means why would I play into your idea of professionalism? I just get to show up as who I am. And if that's a barrier that you have, we'll work through it. So, so there's a piece. So I show up, I'm in costume and I'm in the front of the room and now I have this audience and I get to share what happens in our mindset. So I open my presentation, I give them a story about, we're talking about joy as a strategic advantage, which really is the undertone of emotional intelligence. And so when I teach joy, I teach a three-step method. It's, it's uh, the method is called uh, GMC, not like the car, but GMC. So G, M, and C. M stands, the middle one stands for mindset, which is the piece that we're talking about. So what I then asked them was I said, okay, so if you have a million things going on and you want to accomplish a million different things, how do you move forward? What happens in your mind? And so I went around the room and I asked, what are some of the challenges that you have in this moment or you've had very recently that were, were, that were hard for you to, to walk through? And so when in this room, there were a number of people that raised their hands and they shared some of the challenges that were going on. And so what I'm listening for as a speaker is one that I can use as a facilitated example of how our minds work. So I'm sitting here, I'm listening to these examples. And there were some wonderful examples that people raised their hands and shared, some that could then be used for this facilitated example and some that couldn't. The audience, they don't know what I'm doing. They're thinking I'm just asking for examples, but they don't know that I'm setting it up for this facilitated example. So this is what I'm, I'm looking for. And then this lady, she tells me an example that I can use. I thought, well, this will be, this will be good. And in this case, it was somebody who was deciding the future of her business and how it was impacting her. And so, so what are your challenges in this moment? And so she listed two different challenges. So whether she stays in the business or she gets out. And uh, the other one was that she was, she had told herself she was smart. She was smarter than this problem. So based on her credit, her experience, her knowledge, she should be able to solve this problem. So here's our two challenges. Do I get in or do I get out? I'm smarter than this. And then the third one that we all decided would be time. Come on, figure this out. Okay, so there are three challenges that this lady is facing. So we know her problem and her problem, it really doesn't matter. It's about the challenges that we're facing around making this decision. So we've got number one, should I get, should I stay in or should I leave this business? Number two, I'm smarter than this problem. I should be able to figure this out. And number three, time. Come on, just figure this out. Let's go. So we pulled three members from the audience that she knew, and we said, would each one of you represent each of these challenges? And they were glad to do it. And of course, these, these were the, the person uh, that had the challenge, she had some connection to these people. So she knew that they would be able to challenge her, that they would be able to, to confront and interrupt her. So I set, this is how I set up the room. I had the person that had the challenge. She was in the center. And then I had the three other people that represented the challenges. And I said to the, to the this guy's name was John, John one and John two, because there were two people named John and then a Ron. So John, John and Ron. I said, John, number one, your challenge is to say to the, we'll call the person, Jenny. And so that's her name that was in the middle. Uh, I'm using a fictitious name, by the way. So Jenny, uh, I want you to say to her, get out of the business. Come on, let's go. Get out of the business. Let's go. Come on, get out. So, so he was going to really embody that challenge. Get out of the business. Let's go. I said to Ron too, your job is to say, you're smarter than this. Come on, figure it out. You're smarter than this. Come on, figure it out. And then to the other guy, his was, come on, let's go. Let's figure this out. Let's go. We're out of time. Come on, come on. And then I said, for the next 30 seconds, play your parts. So Jenny stood in the middle and the other three around them are saying, come on, let's go figure this out. You're smarter than this. 
and each one is just attacking her. They're just at her, they're yelling at her. And I asked for a timekeeper from the audience. And this is what was so beautiful. This gentleman, he raises his hand. He says, I'll be the timekeeper. So this will be great. I say to the timekeeper, 30 seconds. He says, okay, I got it. He had his time, his watch, he was ready to go. I said, okay, but here's the deal, timekeeper. 30 seconds, at, I'm not gonna be paying attention to you. My back will be to you. So you get to interrupt us. And it is not going to be easy. You get to interrupt our yelling at her, our are rolling her in our ideas. And she, he, this guy, he was so cavalier. He says, yeah, no problem. I got this. Okay. So he, he says, go. And we go at it. I'm in there saying all three of these challenges. So my, my voice is loud and clear. These other three guys, they are in it. They are saying, lead the business. You're smarter than this. Come on, just figure it out. They are on Jenny. And Jenny is like, oh my, you could see her kind of shrink back because these voices were so loud at her. We were all around her and this went on for 30 seconds. And then at 30 seconds, the timekeeper, I couldn't hear him. So it kept going. It was like 45 seconds. And finally I hear this guy in his big booming voice say, stop. And we all turn around. And the timekeeper he said, I was waving my arms. I was yelling. You guys couldn't hear me. So I paused and I asked the audience, I said, what was your experience of this experience? And they all said, watching the timekeeper attempt to interrupt you was really interesting. It was so hard on him. We paused for a second. We said, isn't that the truth? Because what we just demonstrated right there, it, using my, my voice to explain it to you, what happened in that room was that our the, that is what happens inside our heads. We have these voices that are so loud in our heads. They're coming at us in every direction. And it's really hard for us to actually make a decision to move forward. So when we're talking about goal setting and the one thing, we've got all these voices in our head and we can't just make a decision. So what comes out of our mouth when we're looking at 2022? Whatever's on the tip of our tongue. It's not intentional then. It's just things that roll off because our minds are occupied listening to those voices. So we're not really focused on what's really important to us. We just spit out things. I'll lose 10 pounds. I'll build a better relationship. Like things that aren't really at the core of underneath what's really going on because our minds are so busy listening to those voices that we can't actually stop because think about how hard that guy had to work to interrupt us Think about how hard you have to work to interrupt your voices. So in the one thing method, when we talk about goal setting, it's about stopping. It's about stopping those voices, interrupting the voices that are in your head. The, this is not that we're crazy. This is happening to all of us. And when we actually start to talk about it out loud, when we share that this happens to each of us, then we can see that like, this is a normal thing. But when we voice it, it gives the, those voices in our head away to escape, we release them and then we can think clearly. And when we're thinking clearly, when those voices aren't battling it out in our heads, that's when we can be intentional about what we wanna create. That's when we create the one thing, the one thing that we're gonna create. Not the 50 things, not the 20 things, but the one thing. We're gonna go on a quick break. And when we get back, we're gonna move into how we go from what we just described, this mindset of scattered, and craziness to the one thing. So it's a really fun switch. Don't miss out. You're listening to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership here on Inspired Choices Network. Talk to you in a second. Are you enjoying the conversations on the Kathleen Reeson Show? 
Kathleen speaks both in person and virtually at companies, conferences, and retreats all over the world. Learn about booking Kathleen Reeson for your next event at KathleenReeson.com. That's KathleenReeson.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and what we just walked through was how our minds process information. And when we're talking about goal setting, we often get caught up in these voices of what we should be doing, what we could be doing, and that is toxic. It's, it's what we all go through this, but we cannot build our future. We can't vision from that space. So we get to be able to interrupt those stories. We get to be able to interrupt those voices when we're thinking about goal setting. So that's why we spent the last 15 minutes talking about it. So just as a man that I was telling you about that, that attempted to interrupt this exercise that we were doing, was really challenged in doing that. It can be challenging to interrupt our own voices. Oftentimes it's for me, it is maybe going for a walk. There's something physical involved to interrupt my stories. Going for a walk with a basketball hoop outside. It might be shooting some hoops. It might be stretching. It might be dancing. It might be talking to a friend or to my husband, but there's something physical about it for me. I know that I can't interrupt my stories when I am sitting, when I'm in a sedate position. I have to physically be moving in order to interrupt my pattern. I know that about me, that's me, maybe different for you. But what I want you to figure out is what is it that interrupts your pattern so that your mind is clear? Now, I know I've said this before on the show and I'm gonna emphasize it again. You've all heard the word mindful. It's everywhere. It's a common term now, mindful. The challenge is not that we need to be more mindful. In my opinion, the challenge is that our minds are so full the challenges that our minds are so full. And so what we're talking about is clear your mind before you start to think about your visioning for the next year. So now we're going to move through it. And we're going to say, all right, we've cleared our mind. And that gets into, I told you, I was talking to this group last week, the Iowa Turkey Federation about the GMC process. Now I didn't go into the G, the G is grace. It's a very important piece. We talk about it when I speak, but I talked about the M, which is the mindset. And now we're in the C, which is committed action. The C is so important, the committed action, because this is how we move forward. This is the visioning step. Now, I did this report a few weeks ago. I reached out to friends, colleagues, people I didn't know, all over different industry segments all over the world. And I said, what's your number one challenge right now? Number one challenge. Think about that. What do you think they said? These are business owners. These are parents. These are executives. 
these are people just like you and me. What do you think their biggest challenge is? They said overwhelm, far and away overwhelm. And that's not hard to imagine. And even the last month of shows, they've really set up to support us in overwhelm. Last week we had, how do you actually receive support? A lot of us have a lot of challenges with that. The week before we talked about relationships and we brought in Sarah Birdson. The week before that we had health. So we brought in Laura Marzen to talk about health. So we, we really built this last month of shows around how to move through from an overwhelm perspective. And when you actually drill down into overwhelm, overwhelm is about our lack of commitments to our commitments, lack of commitments to our commitments. Now that doesn't mean that we're not committed. It just means that we said yes, when in reality, we didn't really wanna say yes. So we overcommitted. We are not committed to all of those. And instead of being a no and renegotiating, we've been a yes and continued forward. To give you an example of how this works, I had this conversation with my husband. Now this last, <laughs> since Thanksgiving, uh, I worked on these sweaters. So I, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna dig into this, this conversation. This will reveal a lot about me. So a few years ago, my uh, grandma passed away and she was a master maker. She was phenomenal with her hands. So crocheting, knitting, cross-stitching, anything like that, she just was really, really great at. And when she died, we went through her house and we found all these patterns. And so my cousins, my sisters and I were going through them. And I found one of this toddler, like, like two and three-year-old. It's a Santa sweater that was, I'm not even sure I would have put it on my two or three-year-old. It was, it was kind of tacky. Uh, but I said to my sister, my younger sister, I said, if I make this for you, will you wear it? Now, at the time, I, I really couldn't crochet. I mean, I made a few things. My grandma had taught me years and years ago, and I attempted to make a little square pot holder, and it looked more like a bell. So this was not a talent of mine. And she says, yeah, sure, thinking there's no way Kathleen is going to make this. No way. So that was three years ago. Well, I've spent the last three years studying crochet. I made a blanket for my husband. I really just worked on some of these different projects with the thought that I would have enough skills to be able to make this toddler sweater. And guess what? I did. So in October, I started making this toddler sweater. Except, but the challenge is my sister is not a toddler. She's just a little, a year younger than me. So I had to make the pattern bigger. And so I guessed, I got her sizes and, and I guessed on the sizes and I made these, this toddler sweater. Well, my dad knew I was making it. And he said, oh, I would love a picture by the fireplace of you and your sisters all in these toddler sweaters, which meant I had to make three of them. And oh gosh, I don't know how I'm going to make one, but okay. So I committed to three sweaters and it turned out on Thanksgiving, I, I gave them their presents. They opened them up and it was hilarious if you could see their faces or they just it was like disbelief. She actually did this. And oh, do I have to wear this? And it turns out my sister wore hers to a, a Christmas concert, contest, ugly, ugly sweater. I'm going to emphasize it. it wasn't really ugly, but I don't really know where you would classify it. So anyway, she wears it and she gets first place. I'm very proud of these sweaters. Well, that's the, I'm giving you the long-winded story behind my son now sees that you know anything is possible. I tell all my kids this, but this week at school, it's costume day. And my oldest says, mom, on Monday, he says, mom, it's costume, like, wear your favorite uh, Halloween or Christmas costume to school on Friday. And I want to be the ghost of Christmas future. <laughs> like, could you pick like the Grinch or something? You know, like, something simple where we could probably get a costume or we could, we could create something, but no, he wants to be the ghost of Christmas future. 
And so I look up the ghost of Christmas future and he's wearing like this black fully robed thing. And he goes, mom, you could just whip one of those out. And I'm thinking, this is like a, a 20 to 30 hour project. And I don't even think my skill sets are there, but he saw what I created with these Santa sweaters. Why couldn't I just whip out this black, fully robed, clothed item for him for Ghost of Christmas Future? It's Monday. We have three choir concerts, two band concerts. Uh, our middle son's birthday, a, a, oh my gosh, we have all this stuff. I, I, I had this moment of, ah. Oh. And as I was talking about with my, my husband today, I told him no. Uh, and we found another solution that would work so that he gets to be ghost of, you know, he was ghost of Christmas future. But I had that moment of, I really want to create this for him. And maybe I should be a yes. Maybe I should take every little bit of time I have. Maybe I don't need to sleep as much. <laughs> that really crossed my mind. And that's how we get into these patterns of saying yes, when really we don't want to be a yes. Like my sleep is important to me. And if I would have committed to that, I would have been sacrificing a significant amount of sleep. And so is it really worth it? And so these are the conversations that if we're just going, 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 and we don't really have a moment to stop and pause and think, okay, do I really want to be a yes to this? Then we just say, yeah, sure. Okay. I'll do that. And all of a sudden I've committed myself to making this black robed thing. Whoa. And my other son tells me at the same time that he wants to be the elf on the shelf and we have no red outfit or white thing to go around us. I mean, it's just, just like, this is crazy. And, and I did say yes to that, by the way. So <laughs> that, that's, that's a whole other story. But what I'm saying is this is how we get in the yeses when we don't really mean yes, especially those of us that are parents too. Our kids ask us stuff all the time. And you're like, yeah, sure. Okay. Yep. I'll do it. I'll do it. And then all of a sudden your to-do list has become unmanageable. And so overwhelm is a really big issue, but it's about when we say yes, when we don't really mean it and we don't give ourselves space to renegotiate. So that is why we really get to interrupt these patterns in our mind, pause and be intentional with what we're choosing. And what that has to do with 2022 goal setting is a lot of the things that I'm describing may be your past. It may be. And when I say past, I mean, up until 10 seconds ago, that may be how you've shown up. And what I'm what I, this show is about is about interrupting that pattern and saying, that's not what we're going to carry forward into 2022. We're going to interrupt our mindset and focus on the one thing. So this three-step process that I talk about when I speak GMC said M is mindset. C is committed action. So when I'm talking with these groups and when I'm coaching my clients, oftentimes I'll say, what do you want to create? And you might, they might have an idea of, of a goal. But what I'll, the exercise that I'll give right behind that is I'll say, what is the one thing that you can do today to complete that goal? And this is the part that trips everyone up. I mean, I'm saying everyone and I'm not, I am not overgeneralizing this. I have spoken to thousands of people. I've done this exercise with hundreds of groups. I've worked with thousands of people and I have the same experience every single time. Let me show you how this works. This guy says to me, uh, this was at, when I was at the, the Turkey Federation. He says, uh, his goal is to finish a sustainable house. I said, awesome, by when? And he goes, oh, I mean, like, like next year or sometime, you know, next, sometime. I said, okay, but look, look, when will you be moving in? And he goes, well, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> okay, and, and he was, I said, are you married? He says, yes. I said, okay, so you're telling me that 
you and your wife are okay with a, meh, I don't know when. He goes, well, no, I'd really like it to happen by December 1st. I said, okay, well, then what is stopping you from saying by December 1st, I will be moving in? Because, well, you know, supply chain issues, that could be an issue. Or, and he listed all these things that could be an issue. I said, I get that. And that's why we have the power of renegotiation. But when we make goals, we often miss picking the actual by when. So by March 31st, I will have what? I will have lost 15 pounds. And whatever that goal is for you, having a very specific by when, even saying by 12 p.m. on March 31st, I will have lost 15 pounds. Hear that. In the case of this gentleman, he said, okay, okay, fine. By December 1st, 2022, I will have built and moved in to my sustainable house. So hear the difference in that goal versus, oh, well, I, 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 maybe I will, I'm going to move in next year. Like very different goals. What happens when we get super specific on the one thing that we're going to focus on is that others can hear our goal now. Others can hear our goal. Now I was working with a group and this, we use this exact same topic and we talked about skydiving. And how this related to skydiving. And I will walk you through the experience of how this came about. But what I can tell you is that we, I had this conversation with them in September. So it, the year is irrelevant, but in September, it was not that long ago, but in September. And then in April, they honored their goal. But it was because they set a very specific goal. I'll share with you how they did it, how they used this one thing method to be very specific in how they set their goal and how, because they were specific, they enrolled a lot of other people into this goal and had an awesome time. So we can use this exact same terminology to complete our goals. All right, when we get back, we'll dig more into that. We're gonna go on a quick break. You're listening to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership here on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson. Enjoy this quick break. Are you enjoying the conversations on The Kathleen Reeson Show? Kathleen speaks both in person and virtually at companies, conferences, and retreats all over the world. Learn about booking Kathleen Reeson for your next event at KathleenReeson.com. That's KathleenReeson.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome back to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You're listening to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership here in Kathleen Reeson. Today, we're talking all about the one thing method that you can use when you're setting your goals. So I was speaking to this group, and this was in, in a, the month of September. So the month is important, the year is irrelevant. Talking with this group of, of, of leaders, of adults, 
And one of them raises their hand when we, when I asked them this exercise and we were on the C committed action of the three-step process. And I said, well, what is it that you really want to create? And he goes, I'd love to go skydiving. So awesome. So that was, that was a vision that he had. So, okay, let's be specific about it. So if this is the one thing you really want to accomplish because that brings you joy, makes you happy. It lights you up. Great. By when he looked at me, I was like, I mean, just before I die might be how I die, <laughs> but before I die. And we talked about all the things that might get in his way, fear. In this case, his wife wasn't super supportive of it. He didn't know anybody else. He really didn't want to go by himself. So we had all these, all these things that came up. Well, when he was vulnerable and expressed that, and he said, I really would like to do this, but here's what's in my way. There was a person that jumped up out of the crowd and she said, I'll go with you. She's like, really? You would, you'd be willing to do that? She says, yeah, absolutely. And she turns to the room and she says, who else is going? And then once she said that, 10 other people shot up their hands. And there were 12 people that committed to going. It was so cool. And so then they decided this was the, the group that I was speaking to. They were a group of, of, in a leadership class. And the class ended in June. And they said, by May 1st, we will all go skydiving. And so in April of that next year, 15 of them, now 12 committed in the session, but they enrolled three other people to come with them. And in April, 15 of them jumped out of a plane. 15 of them landed on the ground. 15 of them walked away. So I'd consider that successful, but that wouldn't have happened had they not, had that one person not been willing to share their goal. And if they don't share your goal, then no one else can stand along and support you. But when you're very specific and you say, by this date, this gets to happen, we get to move mountains to make it happen. And other people will join you in that if they know what you're up to. So if you say, I'm going skydiving by May 1st, I have no idea how it's going to happen. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know where I'm going to go, but it's going to happen and it will happen. I had another person, I, I was having a similar conversation. I was speaking and she raised her hand and she says, oh, I'd really like to go on a vacation. Her husband's sitting next to her. I'm not even sure that he was invited on this vacation. I have no idea, but she wanted to experience kayaking because we got very specific what would this vacation look like it turned out it really wasn't a vacation she just wanted to go kayaking for a few hours she didn't own a kayak but she thought it sounded fun she lived a few hours from where i lived i didn't I, kayaking is fun for me but i don't know anything about this and that's okay because in the room that we were in i said who knows about kayaking around here and 13 people raised their hands so okay who knows about kayaking and owns a kayak around here 13 people still have their hands raised. I said, who knows about kayaking, owns a kayak, and would be willing for this lady to borrow your kayak. 13 hands are still raised. I said, who knows about kayaking, who owns a kayak, who would be willing to let this lady borrow your kayak, and who would put it in the water for her and help her get it out down the river. 13 hands were still raised. Now, I don't know at this point if they just had their hands raised because nobody wanted to be the one that put their hands down, or they really were supporting her. But what I believe is that they were really supporting her. And so I said, pick one of the 13 people in the crowd. This lady, she did. She picked one of the 13 people. They exchanged contact information. And the other person committed that by June 1st of next year, she would support her in getting a kayak in the river, down the river, and she would get to have that experience. And then what we decided was, she says, gosh, it would be really nice if I had a really nice meal waiting for me because she's the one that normally cooks. And so her husband says, I can do that. I can have a nice meal and she can prepare it for you. She goes, home cooked. And he says, yeah, sure. She goes, but you don't know how to cook. And this lady in the row ahead of her raises his hand and she says, I know how to cook and I'd be happy to teach you how to cook a meal so that you could cook a meal for your wife while she is 
kayaking down the river. And now all of a sudden, this lady who was just thinking, gosh, it would be nice to get away for a few hours, now is committed that by June 1st, she gets to have this experience where she gets to kayak and she'll come home and her husband will have cooked her a meal and learned how to cook a meal so he could do it in the future too. How cool is that? 13 people were willing to support her in her goal, but they didn't, the minute before she announced that goal, we didn't even know she wanted to kayak. How would I know unless I went up to everybody and said, by chance, would you like to learn how to kayak? I happen to have one and I'd love to show you how. We wouldn't do that because we wouldn't know to. So when we share our dreams and our visions, when we're crystal clear on what we want, other people can support us so that we can create our goals. See how this works? Is about the one thing. We get to be really, really specific on the one thing that we want. Not somebody else wants, it doesn't matter. If health truly is your goal, be very committed to what your goal is. I'm going to lose this many pounds by this date. I also ask you, why does that weight? Why do you care about that? Is it really about the pounds or is it about something else? Because we get to be really specific on the point of our goal. So maybe it isn't about the pounds. Maybe it's about how we feel in our clothes. Maybe it's about being able to get on the roller coaster. You know, uh, so uh, like I've shared with you, we own gyms. We used to own gyms. And, uh, I also used to do, when I ran my marketing agency, we had a bariatric client, uh, and so weight loss surgery. And one of the things that we heard before people went to weight loss surgery was that the reason that they, the, the clincher, the reason they came in was because they had some kind of experience like a roller coaster. They went to go get in the seat and they couldn't get the seatbelt all the way over. And they really wanted to ride in the roller coaster with their kids, but because the seatbelt couldn't lock, they couldn't get on. And that was the point where they said, enough is enough, I'm willing to change or they get on an airplane and they had to get the extender. So there's something, there's something that triggers that. So for you, that might be it. Now that's in the health category, but think about it in the business. Whatever your goal is, be really specific about what you want to change. And it's not about 10 or 15 or 20 things. It's about one. Pick the one thing that really means the most to you and then be very clear about it and announcing it. By this date, this will happen. Now, this is my favorite part right here. So. Every time I'm in front of audiences and I give this, this I give this action. I'm, you guys, I'm smiling so much because I know it's coming. I'll just pause for a second. Let me collect myself. It's my favorite part. Okay, so when I'm presenting, I say, okay, guys, so you got your goal. Now, here's the deal. I want you to get when I get up, they usually get with a partner, to get with a partner. And I want you to, to identify in the next, like by midnight tonight, what can you do to move towards that goal. So by midnight tonight. And so I say those directions. Well, the very first time I did this and the second, the third and the 30th and the hundredth time I did this, I think I'm very clear in saying by midnight tonight, like that's a very specific time. And so what, what happens every single time, doesn't matter how much I emphasize this, every single time I'll say by midnight tonight, I'll have somebody repeat the directions to me so that we're all crystal clear that what we're doing is picking by midnight tonight, what's something that we can do to move us towards our big goal. And I send them off into their partnerships. And then I bring them back and I don't give them a lot of time because I know what's going to happen. And I bring them back and I'll even tell them that this is what's going to happen. And then it does. It's beautiful. Bring them back. And I say, okay, what's the one thing? And somebody would be like, Okay, well, by next month, I'm going to. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. The instructions were by midnight tonight. What are you doing by midnight tonight? They're like, I don't know. And I'll go to the next person. By three months from now. Like, what? what? So you guys, it's really hard for us to be very specific about dates because what happens is, think about a wobble. 
Like if there's a line in front of you, it's really uncomfortable to want to cross it. So we put one leg over it, one leg behind it, and we are doing the splits. And if you've ever done the splits and you're not really flexible, it hurts. It's really uncomfortable. You're back and forth. You don't really want to move forward. So you're, you're, you're back and forth. You're in this wobble. And that is not the place to be. That is not the place to be. Because that is not where we create goals. So why do we put ourselves in that position? The same reason we're not willing to set very specific goals. What if we fail? Because we are so comfortable failing that we don't want to put ourselves out there. So we give ourselves false timelines. So when I'm in a group of people, this is what happens. We don't want to commit to something by midnight tonight because now we're holding ourselves to a standard that has to be complete in a very short amount of time. And we don't want to do that. That's human nature to push things off, not bring them in and complete. So what happens is I interrupt that just like in the beginning when we talked about the stories that were going on. I'm a powerful interrupter. My job is to interrupt that and say, who picked a goal that can be accomplished by midnight tonight? Hardly anybody raises their hands. And I say, okay, these are the directions by midnight tonight. And then we give very specific examples. So for example, I was talking with some high school students that were talking about wanting to get these jobs in the summer. Now this was not the summer. This is like the fall when we're having this conversation. We said, what can you do by tonight? They could research some positions. They could reach out to a couple people to come in and job shadow. And we started giving examples and then their minds opened up of, oh, there really are things that I could do in the next couple hours. I could just tell a friend. Now, when I'm giving these examples, it's so perfect because the more that I listen to different examples, I hear one that can be used. And this usually, this, this typically happens in the case of these high school students. One student, she told me what her goal was. She says, I get to, she had an Etsy shop. She says, I get to share with the world what I'm up to. And she said, by six months from now, I will have shared with the world what I'm up to. I hear this and I just smile because I know what's coming. And I say, hey, will you come up here? She comes to the front of the room. She's got a whole audience of hundreds of people in front of her. I said, here is the moment. You don't have to wait for six months. Do it now. Her face went white. She was embarrassed, but she wasn't going to pass out. I said, what are you up to? And so she says, I sell custom T-shirts on my Etsy shop. But he's like, really cool. They have their phones out. What's the address? So there's a whiteboard behind her. I hand her a marker. I said, write it down. So she does. She writes it down. And you know how many people hit her website to see what she was up to? So many. I don't have the actual numbers, but I know it was quite a lot. She had more people hit her website that day than she had in her entirety of her business. It wasn't about waiting for six months. Her plan she was going to build. She had like TikTok videos, all this stuff in there. But if she just looked at what was right in front of her, the people right in front of her and sees the opportunity in that moment. When she did that, she created more opportunities for herself. But oftentimes we miss what's right in front of us. We miss what's right in the moment because we're thinking about what could possibly be done if we plan or think or, or really imagine it six months, nine months, 12 months down the road. We miss the moment that's happening now. And so what we get to do is interrupt the cycles in our minds, those voices that are happening. We get to interrupt those so that we can be present in the moment and see the opportunity right in front of us because it was right there for her. And so as a speaker and a facilitator, that's what I do. I say we get to interrupt those minds. And when you're planning for 2022, what I'm telling you is to interrupt those voices in your mind that are going about a mile a minute. Oh gosh, probably even more than that, a million miles a minute. Interrupt them. Give that break so that you can be crystal clear about what you're committed to and give yourself that timeline to say, not six months from now or nine months from now or never from now. I mean, what can I do today to move myself towards that goal? 
not 50 goals. It's one goal. What's my one big goal? The way I work now is I have one big goal and it might be for a shorter period of time. Might be a 90 day goal. Might even be a six month goal. But until I complete that goal, then we don't move on to the next goal. Now I could have sub goals off of that. That's okay too. But there's one big goal and I get to be crystal clear about that. And I get to share with everybody what I'm up to. I had a friend the other day that says to me, oh, Kathleen, so you are working on the speaking network. So he says, you're working on getting more speeches. I said, here's the deal. I'm an expert in emotional intelligence and leadership development. That is my expertise. And I, my skills are in speaking, facilitating, and coaching. I could care less what's on the invoice. It's not about the mechanism. It's not about, oh, Kathleen's calling forward these coaching clients or she's calling forward these speaking gigs or these, these facilitating gigs. It's not about that. It's about, I'm an expert in emotional intelligence, leadership development, and I am calling forward opportunities in my area of excellence. So when I think of my goal for 2022, it's about calling forward opportunities to spread my gifts to the world in emotional intelligence and leadership development. Now I could put a revenue goal to that. I could put an impact number of goal to that. But when I think about my one goal by June 1st, I get to create. And so, so this is when I think about my goal. I'm still in the process of creating it. So <laughs> me saying it, I know that I get to speak. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll be specific on this. My goal is to speak three times a month and I carry a, about six to eight coaching clients at one time. That could be companies, it could be executives, but I do not carry, you see some coaches that carry 15, 20, 30 coaching clients. Nope, I carry six to eight at a time. That, that's very specific. I have reasons for that. Everybody has different reasons. And then, and then speaking virtually and in person. So that for me, that's what I'm creating. Now, I also am investors into businesses and I've got some oversight of those. And so there's other pieces to that, but what I'm calling forward are opportunities to share my gift on emotional intelligence and leadership development. Yes, I have this show as well. So there's other pieces that can factor into it. But here, when you're very specific about it, there may be somebody listening here that says, wow, I didn't know Kathleen would come speak or could possibly coach. And when we hear that, then we say, well, she could come. This, this would be a great place to give her gifts. Like, wow, I would love for this to happen. But unless I'm willing to stand strong, unless you're willing to stand strong in what you want, nobody knows how to support you. Nobody knows how to support me. And so we get to be willing to put it out there. So for me, I say, so yes, by June 1st, I get to be in a consistent flow of, of my speaking gigs and my coaching, but really giving my gifts. But I know my sub goal is that by the end of January, I have booked my gigs for the rest of the year. So that's a, that's a pretty big commitment. So hear that in that what that means for you, because don't compare yourself with me. You may not want to be a speaker. I've talked with lots of people that say, well, I mean, speaking's fun, but I want to be a breakout speaker. I don't want to be a keynote speaker. Cool. That's awesome. Or they might say, gosh, I want to be a coach or I run these businesses or whatever it is for you. That's what you want. Don't compare yourself to me because comparison is the thief of joy. Don't compare yourself to somebody else. We're all at different places. And that doesn't mean that your place or my place is wrong. It just means we're at different places. And so really recognizing that. All right, guys, we're going to go on a quick break. When we get back, we'll wrap it all up. Enjoy this quick break. You're listening to The Kathleen Recent Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership. Are you enjoying the conversations on The Kathleen Recent Show? Kathleen speaks both in person and virtually at companies, conferences, and retreats all over the world. Learn about booking Kathleen Recent for your next event at KathleenRecent.com. That's KathleenRecent.com. 
Welcome back to The Kathleen Reeson Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to The Kathleen Reeson Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership. Today, we've been talking all about the one thing method. And when you use this method, you get to create what you want in 2022. It's not about the patterns you've created up until now. And so when you do this, really think about the three-step method. Now, we did not go into the G, the first one. It's called GMC is the three-step method for the three-step process that I use to identify my one thing. We didn't talk a lot about the G, but guess what? That's grace. And next week, we're going to talk about a fresh start, change your story in 2022. We're really going to dig into the concept of grace during that show. So don't feel like you got cheated. It's all coming next week. It's a little bit out of order and it's totally fine. So we really dug into the M and the C in this show. M is mindset. It's about all those voices that are going on in your head and you've got to be willing to interrupt those. So I gave you some tools to interrupt them that work for me. Think about how you interrupt that. It could be talking to a friend. You know, a lot of times a therapist is used as an interrupter. That's totally fine. Or a coach, the difference between a therapist and a coach. A therapist is going to dig way, 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 way deep into the past. A coach is going to think about the future. I am more concerned about the future than I am about the past. But for people that are hung up on the past, there are some things there that really get to be dug through. That's where therapy is brilliant. But if you're looking for a coach in that space, it's about what we get to create going forward. So think about what gets to interrupt you. What are the tools you could use to clear your mind? It's not about being mindful. We do not want a full mind. We actually want to clear our minds for a minute so that we can be clear on what we are creating going forward. Use that space to create the one goal that's really important to you and put a timeline on it. Be very specific on what your timing is. Because when we're not specific about our timing, no one can hear what it is we really want to create. It's wishy-washy. So be very clear that I'm going to commit this by this. I'm going to create this by this. I'm going to go kayaking by June 1st. When you are that specific, other people can say, I have a kayak, I'd support you. Or have you thought about this? I'm going to build my sustainable house by December 1st. Yes, there might be infrastructure issues. There might be wholesale supply chain issues. Cool. We can always renegotiate. That's okay. But be very specific in your timeline and be willing to commit knowing that failure is an option. Failure is not a bad thing. I talked, gosh, the last few weeks about investing. Investing is such a great opportunity to learn about failure. I have lost a ton of money in investing. I've also gained a ton of money lost a ton of money. And even when I think about that, when I talk to people about investing, I say, yeah, I've lost a ton of money investing and I've gained a little. I put a lot more weight in what I've lost than what I've won. That's my whole back. That's where I get to move forward. But now what I do is I think about my losses as my lessons. And so for you, it's really being clear about what you get to commit to going forward. Where are your lessons? It's okay to fail. What's not okay is not being willing to step up and commit to a goal because you're scared of failing. Because when that happens, failure has won. Fear has won. So we get to step up and we get to say, by this date, I commit to this, knowing that our butts are on the line, knowing that the world knows that this is going to happen. And so if I don't create it, am I an embarrassment? Here's a little thing. I know we've talked about this on the show. We're going to talk about it in another one. We are not our results. We are not our results. And what that means is if you fail, you're not a failure. So be willing to fail. 
Give yourself a very specific date. Hold yourself accountable. Tell others, let them support you. And then think about what is the one thing I can do by midnight tonight to move that goal forward. Get in the habit of asking yourself that question repeatedly. You could ask yourself every single day between now and when your goal is, what can I do today that'll move myself forward, that'll move this goal forward? I actually had to change the question I asked myself in the morning because I used to wake up every day and I'd say, what am I creating today? I'm so excited about the space of creation. I love the space of creation. But what was happening was I was waking up and thinking, what baby am I going to birth today? That's, that's a lot of work. If you've ever birthed a child, you know that that's a lot of work. And I got to shift the question to what am I going to move forward today? Very different question. What am I going to move forward today? So think about that for you. What is one thing that I can do today between now and midnight to move me forward in my goal? Get in the habit of asking yourself that and be willing to hold yourself there to actually do it. Because this, my friends, is how we make significant change. We can easily go into a space of overwhelm but when we say, what can I create between now and midnight that moves me forward with my goal? And I'm continuous in that. It's not about how we think, feel, or believe. It's that we're committed to our actions. We're committed to our commitments. That is why this third step that I teach in the GMC is committed action. I believe so heavily in it because oftentimes we can get stuck up in our thoughts. We don't get out of that. We don't interrupt it. And my gosh, I am a master interrupter. So if you're looking to interrupt those thoughts, please Find me. I'm so easy to find. Kathleen at KathleenReason.com. You can, you can reach out to me. Please do because that, that interrupter, letting our minds wander over and over and over again, while that can be fun and while that can be agonizing, that can happen at the exact same time. And so interrupting your thoughts and giving yourself the space to just be and really think about what you want to create, that's power. That is power, my friends. That's freedom. That's joy. You know, I think about me, really enjoy joy. So I know I mentioned next week, we're talking about a fresh start, change your story in 2022. That's where we're going to cover that grace piece. Gosh, that's important. Giving yourself grace. What would it be like if we gave ourselves as much grace as we give everybody else out in the world? We are so hard on ourselves, especially those of us that are high performers. Like I know you are, we are hard on ourselves. And so the next week's show is really about how we give ourselves grace so that we can create the year we want. Thank you so much for joining me on the Kathleen Recent Show, Pushing the Batteries of Leadership. We have had one heck of a year, 2021. I'm so excited to come to you next week with a fresh year, fresh start, 2022. I will see you soon, my friends. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening to the Kathleen Recent Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership. Kathleen Reeson will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Have a great week.